Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to another episode of Lectures of Fallen Wisdom. And today we are going to talk about why and how it is true that there is no such thing as a free will. And I think when at the end of this you'll be happy to know that instead of thinking, oh no, I'm not free. Because really you're not free. If you look very closely at what's going on, you will notice that there are two modes of unfreedom operating within you. One is that you are that you have a core persona, okay? Some call it your being, that person that you really are. Now that person comes through when your emotional state is at a neutral or at a calm, focused state. But when your mind is in the throes of anger, when it's in the throes of any kind of negative emotion, you are operating out of your ego. So your ego determines when you're not in a good emotional state your ego determines your action. When you are in a decent emotional state, when things are even keel and you feel okay, your being is in control of your action. The real you, of course, is your being. That's the core of who you are. Now, that person often gets distracted by the ego side of you because the ego is the one that's experiencing all the negative emotions. But neither of these states are free. They're all reacting according to its own nature. And that is not a free act. That is just whatever the nature spits out. So the nature of your core being, if it's a good person, if you're a good person, then when you are in a calm state, you will naturally just do the right thing. However, even a good person, when their mind is in a tumultuous state, when her mind is thinking about the past or the future or scared or angry, they don't do the right thing, even though they might be a good person in at their core. And we call that them making the wrong choice, but really they didn't have a choice because they were consumed by something going on with their ego. Now, this is a kind of a difficult, I mean, maybe it's not difficult for you. Some people find this difficult to to grasp, so I'm going to try to take it slowly here. Your 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 calm mind. You, I want you to do something like this. Think of the best moment in your life, the time when you really felt the best in your body, and things were just going okay, and you were just happy and calm, and there was nothing bothering you. I mean, if you can find a moment in your life like that where just like everything's working out and you can just project your mind back there you and you hold it there. Hold it there and hold it there for as long as you possibly can. Try to hold it there for at least 15 seconds straight. Yes, use a stopwatch if you have to. That state, that emotional state of happiness, of calm, of serenity, that's a chemical state in your, in your, in your body. And that state is the real you, okay? 
every deviation from this this bliss feeling that you were feeling in your best moment is really a deviation from the real you. It's a distraction from the real you. Okay, so any other emotions that, and, and they're usually negative, that would pull you away, they're, they're always negative, they're, that, that would pull you away from the feelings that you had during that one moment. Then the real you is no longer operating, it's the ego you. And the ego you is a much more uh, petty version of you. And that person, you know, that ego will act out of anger, will act out of sadness, will act out of shame, will act out of regret. All these different negative emotions that the ego feels because the ego is very, the ego really believes it's in, in control at all times. And so the ego gets, and the ego gets very um, upset at itself and mad at itself and that further makes the ego insane and makes the ego a poor substitute, a poor decider of action. But in any case, the ego has its own sort of freedom, but ultimately it's just a reacting machine. And the being has its own kind of freedom, but really the being is just acting out of its true nature. So neither are really free. It, I mean, in, in, the, in the sense that we think, like, that they're just making this choice out of, out of, with no prior stimulus. No, like, we are not gods, and there is no such thing as an uncaused cause. And so it would make sense that nobody's free, nobody's free in the real sense of free, because there is no molecule in the universe that is free of the forces that are acting upon it. Now, this notion of free will came about in, in, in a religious context because they wanted to assign responsibility to you and to control you. So they came up with this idea that you have free will. And then they want to shame you, and it's your ego that they're shaming. They want to shame your ego about all the mistakes that you make. And they want to, and that's how they want you to learn. Now, there is some learning that occurs in the sense that when the 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 when the um, when the ego is operating and it gets burned and it feels pain, that can affect the overall being of the person and 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 jar it into a different mode of being. But it takes a lot of um, repetition for that to occur. But mainly, it's not, the being is usually, a, the being by definition is the right being. I mean, it's like a good, normal, just happy individual. A good, normal, happy individual usually does the right thing. And that's what all these uh, like moral philosophers they never seem to understand. They always seem to want to come up with some formula for doing the right thing. And it's not an informational principle as so much as it is a feeling. And the only way to get the feeling that, to get into the feeling of understanding that you, that to get into the mind state that allows you to do the right thing, you need to abandon the concept of free will. 
you need to say to yourself, look, I'm either acting out of sheer calm, the closest thing to freedom that I can get to in the sense that because I'm not, I'm not being controlled by anything that I'm going to regret later, I'm, I'm not being controlled by any, like, crazy emotion. I'm just thinking and moving, and I'm, I'm content and everything's fine. I'm making decisions in that mind space. That's, I mean, I, I say it's the closest thing to freedom. It's still not freedom, but it's, it's the best possible outcome for you to be acting in that, in that mind state. So how do you get to that mind state? And how do you stay out of the ego mind state, which always makes mistakes? The ego mind state is, It, when it controls action, it, it doesn't do it well because it's not the real you. It's some emotion that has taken up the real you, and that's always a falsified version of the real you. And it, tends up, it always ends up being either overboard or underboard. It's never quite right because the ego cannot... The ego just is a misbehaving part of your mind. And it's like that little insane voice in your head that, that tells you you suck or that tells you that some guy's pissing you off or that tells you that uh, your life is not going the way it should be going. Like all these different little um, judgment voices about people, about yourself, about others. It's just It's just this chatter of your ego. And you want to live a life where that chatter of the ego is not controlling anything, okay? At the most, it, it'll chatter here and there, and you just observe it, and that allows it, the chatter to die down. Your, your ego is essentially a mischievous little child that lives with inside you, and that most people over the course of their adult lives get convinced that that little child ego is them. It's not. It's an aspect of our personality that takes offense it's the one that processes all the negative emotions. It's the one that processes all the regret and all the bad the feelings that our ego gets from doing the wrong thing. And the thing is, is, what's ironic about it is the ego wants to take control and make sure that it's going to do the right thing. But if the ego is ever in control, the right thing is very rarely done. Now, of course, now and then, people do good things out of ego, but that's never a foolproof plan. The foolproof plan to living a the best life that you can and and to do the to 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 behave out of the core of your is to behave out of your core. Is to behave not with ego interfering at all. And ego is a time-based kind of entity in the sense that it it remembers the past, it fears the future, it's always thinking about time, it's always thinking about wasting time, and it's impatient. That's the thing about the ego. If you're impatient, the ego's in control. So you need to start being able to identify when the ego is taking over and, uh, and figuring out how to steer it back. Now, 
I believe that a blanket way of steering it back is to understand that you're not responsible. The thinking you, the person that is listening to this right now, is not responsible for your action, okay? You are at best an observer, okay? The thinking, reasoning mind is just a passenger on a body that is either being controlled by its core being or its ego, which is influenced by society. The ego is influenced by so many different things. Now, of course, the being is is a rendered thing. It's something that your parents probably helped form and that it's, it's not entirely free of societal conditioning, but for the most part it is. It's, it's a balanced version of you. And society, what society mainly does is deal with the ego, especially our society. It's sort of like an ego-feeding machine. And it tries to train the ego to behave as best as possible using laws and religion and all kinds of different ways of psychological, psych, psychologically manipulating essentially this little child in you to do the right thing. I mean, in, in many ways, modern society doesn't acknowledge the existence of a core being. They just think about everybody's just a bunch of little egos, and they are all trying to get their, you know, they're trying to basically satisfy their little childish needs, and they're very petty, and we need to make sure that they know that they can't misbehave and that they can't steal and they can't do all kinds of transgressions that they might want to do to gain advantage for themselves because the ego is essentially a selfish, non-enlightened being. It doesn't want necessarily anything except its own self-interest. Your core being, you know, can easily act out of compassion, can easily act out of a sense of 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 justice uh your core being is is just like i said that's you when you're at your most calm and happy and most people are have been taken away from that quiet calm space now most people are trying to the mo- the, the there's a lot of people who are doing meditation they go to church this is all to get back to that core this is all to get back to that that core person. And when they talk about getting in touch with God and all that, that's just it's just basically figuring out how to act without ego in your mind. Getting that ego out of there. But the problem is is that ego is so based on this feeling I believe in this modern society, this this fiction of the free will has made ego such a powerful force. Because with that fiction, ego becomes so self-important. Because ego starts to regard it as the free will. And then it starts to chide itself because it's never making perfect decisions. It's always making mistakes. And and, and there's a tremendous amount of shame that goes on with the mistakes. and, And our society uses shame and uses guilt and uses all kinds of negative emotions to try to get our ego to behave. And so we start internalizing that, and then we start uh, chiding ourselves with our ego. And all these things just distract the mind 
from its the the, the mind from basically acting from allowing the being to have control. So your mind is either in the throes of, it's either being guided by your core being, going to always do the right thing. And that core, and when your mind is being uh, guided by your core being, it's empty. There's, it's, it's a quiet mind. It's a quiet, happy, serene mind. There's not like jumbles of thoughts going through. There's, there may be, but they're observed. They're not just allowed to, take control of the mind if if there are a lot of thoughts racing through there's a there's a serenity sitting on top of those thoughts that is observing those thoughts there's not somebody reacting to them there's not somebody listening to them thinking that those thoughts are somehow reality that is when you're in the throes of ego it's like when you when you believe that the chatter in your mind is actually real, is actually thinking, is actually some real stuff going on, well, that's when, you, that's when you know the ego is basically operating and that you are being controlled by that. So if you want to have a blissful life, if you want to enter what I call the fifth dimension, which is the dimension of pure bliss, you're going to need, I believe, to get rid of the idea of free will you're going to need to understand that if you want to be doing the right thing, if you want to get your life on track, as a lot of people say, you know, they want, they want, everybody's always thinking that their life is not on track. And you have to recognize why it's not on track. It's not on track because you're not allowing your mind to calm down. You're not allowing your mind to free itself from the ego and what and, and until you can do that you will always be unhappy you will always be dissatisfied because the ego is essentially a dissatisfied child that's sitting in your mind and thinking about why it's bored why it's dissatisfied why it doesn't have enough why it needs more why um you know that yeah, you didn't do the right thing yesterday and why you didn't do how you didn't do the right you're not going to do the right thing again and everything's going to be a problem all these different little like worries that you have and just regrets about something that happened in the past that you did something in the past, you can let all that go because guess what? The person that's like looking at that right now, the person that is the thing, the entity that is contemplating these worries and everything has no control, has zero control, okay? You are just an observing thinker that's watching the behavior, and then you're making evaluation. Now, what, what, the, only control that, the only control that you do have, though, is if you indulge the thoughts in your head and treat them like the racing thoughts in your head, if you treat them like they're real, or if you treat them like they're evidence of some transgression that you've committed, that's how you cloud your mind, and then your mind becomes a, a victim, becomes basically commandeered by your ego. But if you understand that even when, when, even when your mind wasn't, you know, when your mind was not clear, that wasn't your fault. There's a certain sense in which your mind just can get taken over. But you, as a thinker, your only job is to 
make sure that your mind stays clear and is not being is not being commandeered by your thought processes. Your thought processes are going on, okay? They're just like your little rumblings under the hood. But they should not be driving the car. The car itself is built to drive. The whole entity is. And if the little rumblings of thought are taking the car like in zigzag motion, that's not good for the car, okay? The car needs to be running without any distraction. Your mind needs to be operating without distraction. Free will has made us all, this concept of free will has made us all eternally distracted with our mistakes. We can't make mistakes. The only mistake you can think, the only mistake you can make is thinking that you can make a mistake. Then your mind gets clouded. Then you get regret. The minute you get regret, your ego starts taking over and starts performing actions for you. Okay? And that's not you. So you can be a free being or you can be a free ego. A free ego always does the wrong thing, makes itself feel bad, and then promises to do better. That's that's the cycle of the ego. The being just needs a clear mind, a non-perturbed mind, a non-drugged mind, really. A completely clear, calm mind. That's why um, uh, meditation is so important. Because meditation is the opportunity to calm the mind, to get it from being run by the ego and all the thoughts the ego thinks and and getting it moving over into the being side and being run by the being. Everything you Every single action you do out of your core being, you will never regret. You will never have to reevaluate. You will never have to do anything. It's because you'll and – it, and it will feel right and you won't have to think too much. There's not much to think about, okay? Life is not about – thinking out problems about like complicated human interactions it's like you we have evolved to to live amongst each other for billions of years i don't know how even how long like life is interacting with other life but that part's easy okay the thinking this thinking thing that is developed on top of us on top of our brain is relatively new so it's a Johnny-come-lately kind of thing. And most of it is tied up in the ego. Most of it is tied up in your negative and negative emotions, too. Relatively new vestige, relatively new addition to our evolutionary makeup. So they're not really going to be good guides into behavior either, as much as we put a lot of uh, emphasis on them anger and regret and all these things, they do not actually help us. In fact, they cloud our mind and make it easier for us to do the wrong thing again, which then makes us regret even more, and the cycle just goes on and on. And most people are in this cycle of ego living. They will never be happy, okay? 
Now, why do they receive some temporary relief when they go to psychiatrists? Well, psychiatrists are basically helping them to reestablish their being, to talk out this chatter that's going on in their head. And what that does is that kind of dissipates it, that makes it less controlling and less like tied in knots and distracting and puts it in the right place. Like, okay, you know what? Like that person, probably their mind is like, you know what, I'm not going to talk about, I'm not going to think about this until I go talk to my psychiatrist and then I'll talk about it. And so he has an outlet for it. And so that allows him to be free, a free being and to, to live and work as a, as a productive, a normal member of society and, and do the right thing all the time without thinking. The worst thing that uh, you can you can do is to think that your mind has to be filled with all these kind of thoughts. It doesn't. Your mind has to be basically observed as as and it has to be it has to be emptied really. I mean, you you have to find ways to empty your mind. Now, people go to drugs to do that. People go to uh, alcohol. They go to food. They it's just like entertainment does that. It's just a way. It's like ah. Oh, like I can't go to sleep unless I watch something on TV. It's because you're 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 basically calming that thinking part of your mind. You're putting it, you're, you're you're entertaining that thinking part of your mind, and therefore it's losing its grip on you. And then you can like relax, and then you can like be yourself, and you can feel like normal again. And that's why a lot of people are addicted to entertainment. They're addicted to television because it's like the way of like taking their ego and like giving it. Like it's like taking a kid and putting him in front of TV. He doesn't bother you anymore. Like that's the kid. That's your ego. Your ego will love to watch, loves to watch TV, because it's all about egos and it's all about this ego versus that ego, and and it's very interesting to the ego to watch it. So that takes its that takes its thinking off of you, and then you feel like relief. Do you understand? So your core being is is where you want to be. And the only way to act out of pure, uh, your core being is to make sure your mind is not indulging in the ego thoughts. Now, I believe that when you, when you let go and you understand that there is no free will, so nothing that you've done should you ever feel regretful about, okay? Because either your ego took you over and that wasn't free, or your, uh, your being, and, and, and if your being did it, you're not going to regret it. So, and, and and even if your being didn't do it, it's not the being's fault because the being just, you know, sometimes it, it it has control and sometimes the ego has control. Your only responsibility, and maybe this there is some element of responsibility in your action because if you're allowing your mind to run, be run by the ego, I think that's the one form of, like, freedom that you have is to, like, stop that is to sit and on top of your mind with your thoughts and be like, you know what? I'm observing how my ego is getting my mind to like get stressed out, but I'm observing it and now like it's dissipating. Like it, if you can kind of perform that thought process, that's that's your only key. That's your only key to living a good life. So I will... Um, try to expand on this a little bit after this, but I think 
have gotten kind of the point. I, it's, it, I may have to do this over. I may have to do this like a second time. This is my first attempt at explaining this concept, so please bear with me. Um, I, I'm going to listen back and see if I can clear it up even better for the next one. So this is just part one of me trying to get this idea. I've been trying. Lord knows every fucking – I've tried so many goddamn times to get this one out, and every time I do it, I just am like, God, man, I, I, I'm not saying it right. So anyway, this is my first attempt. Let's see if, uh, see if it sounds okay. Bye.